Hello, and welcome to The Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. So it's my last episode of 2023, and it's been an incredible year. I can't thank you enough for listening. It really does mean the world to me. I mean, we've had some great chats this year with, I don't know, they're all just sort of blending together now. But Dolly Parton was definitely a standout, right? Dolly Parton, that was a great one. That was actually a big moment for me. And we have so many more amazing things lined up for 2024. You have more episodes in the week to look forward to, more celebrities, and more unfiltered episodes, which I'm actually very excited about. More to come on that very soon. But I wanted to end my year with you doing the thing that I love best, obsessing over TV shows. And there's one TV show I'm literally obsessed with, The Great British Breakup, Bake Off. That's actually a mouthful to say, isn't it? It's kind of my therapy. I don't know why. I mean, it's it's it, it, there's this weird thing about this show where I, I watch it to calm down. Well, I make an attempt to calm down while watching it, but then I panic over the actions of a particular baker, especially if they're kind of struggling. Like, I literally just want to get on a plane to the UK, go over and just give them a hug. In fact, if there's one show that would make me consider moving to the UK, it would be The Great British Bake Off. Anyway, all this is to say my guest today is the latest British Bake Off winner, Maddie Edgel. Now, when I say I was obsessed with Maddie from day one, I mean I was obsessed with Maddie. He's not your typical Bake Off winner. You know, he's really even just Bake Off baker. He's just sort of an anomaly. And that's what made his bakes this season so exciting. He's this soccer-loving, tatted baker who literally hid his love of baking before even applying for the show. Once on the show, though, everyone fell in love with him. It didn't hurt that half of the internet also had a massive crush on him. Oh, and he and Paul, let's just say it was just like a season filled with dirty jokes. And personally, I loved every second of it. So let's get to it. Go on and grab a snack, perhaps a baked good for this episode, because I'll be right back with Maddie Edgel from The Great British Bake Off. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. How are you? How are things? How do you feel about this moment? It's a weird one, you know, because it's also like out of ordinary, isn't it? I don't I don't have any kind of like prior experience to like relate to anything that's going on to know like what is going on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. You kind of were plucked out of out of obscurity. And now you're, you know, this year's bake off person. Like you're the person. Did you ever yeah. when you applied did you ever think that you had a chance at winning? Be honest. Like, there's a little bit of a moment of thinking, maybe, maybe. No, 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 not at all. Do you know, so 
my fiance Lara, she applied for me, mm-hmm. and I I couldn't think of a like a, a valid reason as to why I, I I didn't want the application to go in. So it went in, but I was aware of it at that stage. And if I knew that I was going to get on, I probably wouldn't have gone. Really? To the order. Yeah, no way. It's so like it's so against like what I normally am. Like I'm. It just like the thought of being on camera and things like that is just not me. Well, so, so like, how are you normally? Like what, what? Like what? What makes you so adverse to doing something like Bake Off? Just the thought of like my picture being taken. I'm all right with it now. I've I've kind of eased to it all. But yeah, yeah. yeah. if you see any group pictures of us, I'm always at the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've noticed that too. I've noticed that. I, 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 I can, I get that impression. So like what sort of, I mean, first off, I know you didn't like you, you were hesitant to apply eventually when all of it started happening, what made you sort of, I mean, because you ultimately have to agree to go, what made you say, okay, yes, yeah, so let's do this. I think sometimes once in a lifetime opportunities come around and it's easy to say no in the moment because you don't really know what you're kind of letting yourself into. But I think I would have forever kicked myself if I just didn't give it a go. Yeah. And that's like how I justified to myself as to why I should give it a go. So thankfully, mm-hmm. thankfully I kind of talked myself out of it. And you kind of, I mean, you, you've talked about too, about how you were like a secret baker, which that I mean, there's lots of things to be secretive about, but baking doesn't really usually fall on the list of like <laughs> things to be secretive about. So I want to know why why were you so secretive about your baking love? Do you know? I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I've been asked this before, and I can't I can't tell you like the a definitive answer as to why like I didn't mention it. I think it's not necessarily the sort of thing that is brought up in and around me. So it's not that I like hid the truth but i just kind of never presented it to people do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so how did you like i'm imagining you baking in the dark late at night or something you know what i mean like i'm imagining you sort of being like asking your fiance try my cookie which sounds inappropriate but like it's still like it like i feel like that's something that like you could be like doing in secret like how did you do it in secret so it would be family's birthdays would I'd, i'd make their cake or like, um, I think last year I made biscuits as, as part of my, my mum and Lara's mum's Christmas present. So that's kind of like how I got the bakes in. So there'd be long periods of time where I probably wouldn't bake at all. And then for some reason, which is mildly inconvenient, a lot of the birthdays in our family are within like two or three months. Yeah. So like a period of time where I'm baking quite a lot because I'm doing their birthday cakes. But I stuck to what I knew. I didn't really like venture outside of that comfort zone that I'd built up. So up until going on Bake Off or, or kind of applying to go on to Bake Off, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't have like an expansive range, which probably showed in the, in the show, to be honest. I didn't have this broad knowledge of, of various different baking types as such. Yeah, but you definitely, I mean, I think the term underdog is definitely something that could be applied to you because like it, you weren't necessarily the obvious winner at the start. And to see your journey over the course of all of the episodes was, I mean, just, I mean, I was an early fan of yours and I think a lot of people were early fans of yours, but we also wanted to see sort of like how you grew, how you developed as a baker. First off, what sort of response have you gotten from American fans of the show? I'm always interested to know that part of it. Do you know what the American fans have been unreal? I didn't realize how popular Bake Off was in America. Huge. 
Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. So like at the moment, I'm kind of like posting videos as to what I'm what I've been baking, and some of it, like the Battenberg, I posted today. So apparently, that's not a thing over in the states. Not really. I mean, it is, but no. like only for fancy people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, in England, not so. It's like probably the reverse because it's we've got this company called Mr. Kipling who who kind of churned them out. So that's kind of the only. Battenberg I've ever eaten. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. what kind of DMs have you gotten from Americans? What sort of like, like, because you also were so identified with football and like so much of your story on Bake Off was sort of being like kind of the bro in a way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I feel like American fans probably responded to you in that way. Do you know what? All of the messages that I've seen have been really supportive, whether that be like a nice message in terms of like how, how they, kind of associated with me at, at various points maybe didn't allow people to know too much about the fact that they do like baking or or maybe the imposter syndrome that I alluded to a few times so yeah all of the messages that I've got um or just like a lot of the American messages have, have been like um rooting for you oh there's another phrase that I've, I've never heard an English person say I can't remember what it was it wasn't rooting for you it was like oh what would that be I, I don't know but it's not something I've heard before, but I assume it means rooting for you. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Or if you don't know, doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter. No. So like on the show, then you, you talked about imposter syndrome and you alluded to it a lot. And that is something that I think, especially on a show like Bake Off, where these are just home bakers. You know what I mean? Very few of them have a professional background at all, if ever. I don't know. And you really do come in to this massive show, both in the UK, but also internationally. And you become a big baker because of the show. Even if you don't win, you just become a really big baker online. And so how did you sort of fight that imposter syndrome to sort of own your own skills as a baker? I mean, certainly in the middle stages of, of the, the competition as well, where you're kind of so far from the finish and you're hopefully so far from the end mentally it become quite difficult at times because you're you, it's, it's so relentless and consuming so i think i i was very dependent upon stubbornness and competitiveness to just give a good account of myself to kind of relentlessly practice in the way that i was which probably helped me kind of expand my knowledge in the way that it, it eventually expanded yeah what would you say was there a moment in the competition where you were like I'm actually doing good. I got this. Like, I I'm, I feel good about this. I don't know if I ever got like that kind of comfort feeling. There's, there's, there's like points, like, you know, when you're having an all right week and you know, when you're having a really bad week mm -hmm. and I've got that feeling of maybe this is going all right on week eight, which is when I got the handshake. But even I, I still now remember looking at the sausage rolls once they'd said, time and I've, and, and you're, you're always looking at it through critical eyes so I was like oh I don't know if they're good enough for like a plethora of reasons mm -hmm. and then yeah he whacked out his hand and I was buzzing so yeah you, you're constantly second guessing yourself and you and you're never you're never quite comfortable even yeah. if you're like a stormer of a week yeah that's so interesting too I mean that's the difference between American television and British television that if it was an American reality show the handshake equivalent would be like you know, a, a, a big confetti gun and like loud noises and craziness. But in the UK, it's like you get a handshake you get, you yeah. get, and you guys go crazy for the handshake. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a proper thing. <laughs> what was that like to get that handshake from Paul? Oh, you, you know what? In terms of like confidence booster, it's, it's massive. 
and you don't realize how much you need it at certain points just like that little bit of like complete confirmation that what you've just done is good and good enough to be like recognized in that way because you get like you get star baker at the end of the week or the end of the weekend but it's a nice little bit again of like a confidence boost but the handshake for me came right at the start of that weekend's filming so it just kind of like kicks you in certainly because you've got the technical that comes after the signature so i got it in the first fake which is the signature and it just kind of alleviates a little bit of pressure that you might have been feeling in the in the technical do you think it changed your game at all the handshake it it made you a better just competitor i wouldn't say so because i'm constantly second guessing myself thereafter (laughs) still um but i found when I had a good day one, which was generally a Saturday, I'd have a good day two, which was usually Sunday. Um, if I had a bit of a shaky Saturday or a bit of a shaky day one, my day two probably was a, a little bit affected by that as well, because you know that the pressure's on a little bit. When you're at ease with what you're doing and you're a little bit more relaxed, somehow it all seems to come together a little bit better, I found personally anyway. And um, one of the things that I always so like these are just the technical things that, as I watch the show because I obsessively watch the show and I always wonder I love the hosts but sometimes I feel like I get a sense when they come up and talk to you that you're just like I'm stressed I need you to leave can you leave right now is there ever that element of when they're trying just to host a show that you're just kind of like I'm not a part of this I'm baking one hundred percent yes like their timing is impeccably bad. <laughs> <laughs> But it's good TV but, uh, when it's bad, too. Oh, yeah, you're right, yeah. yeah. Like, when I'm watching it, you want to see them come over at the worst possible time, don't you? But when you're that person in that moment, you don't want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So what was probably the hardest bake for you? What was the one that you just were like, this is shit? A few. <laughs> there's a few. I remember week one, that, that dog. All of mine are showstoppers, I think. Other than, can we exclude the one where I, I didn't, bake it at all yeah the steam put yes okay cool (laughs) that looked atrocious i don't know why i don't even own a dog so it was it was my fiance's parents dog which is black so it was kind of like made up in the sense of it wasn't my dog so i don't know why i didn't go the easy route and say it was white it saved a lot of trauma but there was that one because that looked shocking and i was at the front that week as well so i couldn't which was probably on reflection a good thing because i couldn't see how well all of the others were doing Mm. because that would have that would have thrown me because they were smashing it. And <laughs> I look at mine, I look at what everyone else has got. And I'm like, oh, what are doing here? <laughs> well, that's another thing too. Like, are you kind of sizing the other bakers up as you're doing it, as you're doing your baking? Honestly, no, because you're so kind of like wrapped up in what you're doing. And you genuinely you haven't got time to kind of like evaluate other people's situation as well as your own. So you, you don't really get that. Or it's already in the oven. So on like the, the bread weeks where there's a lot of proving time, you can't really see anything because it's, it's either in the proving drawer or it's in the oven. So you don't really get until the end, you don't really get to see how you're kind of doing against other people. After you did everything that you did on Bake Off, when you left Bake Off, what did you feel like you learned about yourself as a baker? Oh. I took so much away from it, in, in, like aside from from baking, but probably as a baker that I have a little bit of an instinct, maybe more so than what I thought, and that I should probably trust it at times, because um, it's 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 easy to to second guess yourself. But I found when I was second guessing myself, having watched it back, I was probably I, I didn't need to, or 
yeah you generally my gut instinct was was telling me the correct thing in regards to the baking based on kind of the knowledge that i have um but yeah i think it definitely the, the whole process because it starts way 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 before the first episode is filmed um so the whole process is from application to to like now was a over a year ago the application went in in like november wow so it's been a long yes process. yeah yeah, it has. So by, but like you, you do get to find out an awful lot about yourself just in terms of like resilience, really. Yeah. What was something that you learned that you left sort of being like that type of baking I'm great at? Either bread or cakes or whatever it is. Like, what is the one that you feel the strongest at? I would say cakes. I'm not necessarily the best at making them look amazing, <laughs> but I can bake a cake. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, my, my weakness is is my decorating skills, I would say. So you would never tr- get me to do like real intricate detail on a cake because it wouldn't look very good. But a more rustic look, I, I, I think I'm all right at. That's how I am with cookies. Every time I make a great cookie, you know what I mean? Like my mom was a baker. I make a great cookie. But when it comes to like Christmas time decorating the cookie, it just looks like someone who had a problem decorated that cookie and they need <laughs> to seek help. You know what I mean? Like it's just bad. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing that I'm all, I always die to know about the show is what is something sort of behind the scenes that we don't see on the show that happens at Bake Off? You know what I mean? Like it, it seems like it all happens so fast, but I feel like there's probably more time than we actually see. Um, yeah. Do you know that the, the time between them saying stop, stop, like finish, you're done to, to being judged is actually quite a long time, which surprised me. I don't know why I thought, because now, now you've now I know it is 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 quite obvious because the mess that we leave our benches in compared to how pristine they are when we're being judged that clearly takes some time to sort out. Yeah. But yeah, it's quite quite a while between stopping and and being judged, and you have to factor that in when do you want it to go in the fridge or not because that can distort the flavour. Mm-hmm. So they judge it appearance and they also judge it on flavour as well. So if it looks great but you've had it in the fridge for three hours. And now it doesn't taste as much. They'll tell you that it doesn't taste as much. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. That's a, that kind of is a bad thing of the waiting so long. Well, do you have to clean up your own station? I hope not. No, honestly, like an army of people come and I tried to repay them for how messy it was on, on some weeks when it was like bread week and I could clean it up quite well because honestly, it's a state at times. You, you start off in like trying to make sure that it remains kind of calm and clean, but you know, like, and then all of a sudden there's no room and you're like resting things on your stool because like you're trying to put things on the floor. It's carnage, honestly. Well, that's the best thing about it, though, then. Like, I mean, that's literally the worst thing about baking other than burning something is the cleanup is like cleaning up everything because there's just so many things involved. So if you have other people doing it, that seems like a great reason to apply for Bake Off right then and there. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of like pretend that they're there when you're practicing at home all week as well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the other thing that, and you and I have DM'd about this, but it was really funny that this season in particular, it felt like there were so many double entendres, especially between Paul and you and so many, well, he, Paul instigated all of them. Let's just say that it's all Paul's fault. Like I, I, I'm fully aware of that, but like there was, and it's such a British thing, which is one of the things, one of the reasons why whenever I go to the UK, I enjoy it there and I, I enjoy performing in the UK and I enjoy just being in the UK because the sensibility of the humor is very mine, which is kind of bottom of the barrel. And so I want to know, like, 
were you surprised at the reactions to so many of the let's be real, you know, the naughty jokes that happened this season? <laughs> yeah, I think Paul definitely understood my sense of humor and lack of maturity, didn't he? Because he stood there for a fair few times. <laughs> the amount of times but, you turned red this season. Yeah, no, I find, I, I think though that that's quite funny. I think it adds a different dimension. Yeah. You're not expecting Paul to start talking about your ball size ever. <laughs> And you know what he, you know what he knows in terms of the line that he's trying to take. Yeah, done it in a way where it, he is also quite rightly talking about ball sizes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you mean. We all knew what you, what he meant, what you meant in the response. And the thing was, I feel like in any other situation, and I feel like with any of the other bakers too, I don't think. And this is why I think your presence on Bake Off this season was so interesting is that your age, your, you know, your background, you were prime. I mean, I don't want to stereotype you, but you were prime to be the receiver of those kind of jokes, because I feel like you're kind of (laughs) propped right from that world in a little bit of a way. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah. I've grown up in a changing room and I wear those sorts of jokes are standard. So, yeah, I guess that's why I was. Yeah. It worked out well. I mean, it was a it was a big part of this season. I mean, I posted that video and like it went crazy. So like people people definitely responded to that line of humor this season, particularly from you and Paul. It's nice to know that other people of our age are equally as immature in it. (laughs) Well, I mean, I feel like you should incorporate it into your baking now. Like you have to do something with this with this the line of jokes. I don't know what you can do. I'm not going to suggest anything because I want to keep it clean. But you could do something. (laughs) There's food for thought, it? <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing that I noticed about this season is, and I always, I always look at sort of how the fan base and how they respond and sort of like who's responding and who they go crazy for. And I have to admit the gay fan base kind of went crazy for you. Like in a way that I, I was just looking at all of the replies and all of the comments and just being like, Okay, I'm proud to be a gay man, but I these guys are going hard for this Maddie guy. So like what 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 was your response to that? And yes, I know I did that too. Yes, I got that joke there too. And I'm glad that you picked it up. <laughs> did you mean that one? I didn't mean it, but now that you picked it up, I kind of hope I want to say I meant it, but I didn't. Let's be real. I didn't. <laughs> No, I think that, that was that was cool as well. Honestly, everything. I've been I've been blown away by the support from from everyone that I've I've not uh, in honesty I've not gone looking for comments aside from what come to me uh, because I'm very aware of there's kind of like the nastier side of of the internet as such so I didn't want to go looking for that because inevitably I'd find something and that would be the comment that I would kind of like hone in on and remember uh, of all of the nice ones that I've seen so of the ones that I've seen it's been yeah it's been it's been honestly so nice and so supportive so I'm I'm extremely grateful for for how how everyone has perceived me and, and been and been with me as well. Yeah. And how do you handle like, I mean, Bake Off, I feel like doesn't inspire that many haters. I mean, I feel like it's hard for people to get very angry at the bakers on Bake Off. But how do you handle sort of this, you know, onslaught of sort of Internet fame? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, really. I've just kind of like been going going about my business as normal in every sense and just taking it as it comes. I keep saying it, but it's so true that it's been is all of the res- the reception that I've had has been so nice. So it's taken me by surprise in the best way possible. 
So, um, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm loving it. What's the weirdest moment or encounter that you've had of someone recognizing you? Because now that must be happening quite a bit. Yeah, it's happening a fair bit at the moment. Um, for my dad's birthday, I said I'd take him out for lunch. So we was in like a, a local town to where I live. Um, and he, I see him most days because I go to the same gym as him, but he hasn't seen me or been with me outside of an environment where we already know everyone in 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 there anyway so we went out for lunch and and uh, i got stopped probably four or five times for pictures and his face was a picture every time as well because he was like what's going on (laughs) (laughs) that's nice though he must have loved seeing that yeah i think so he was was like what what is this is this normal and i was like yeah it's becoming (laughs) (laughs) well get used to it because it's going to keep happening so like what Speaking of that, what is next for you? What do you have planned? What are your hopes for next? In all honesty, I'd, I'm 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 very keen to kind of explore whatever avenue could come of this. So I never went into the show with kind of like any expectation as to what could come out of it in terms of like career move or, or any anything like that. So I'm I'm very open minded, and and you can't deny the fact that there's been past bakers that have have made a career out of it. Um, certainly the ones that, that, that had success within the show as well. So I am, I am definitely open-minded and keen to, to see what comes of it, whether that be in the shape of a cookbook or a large social media presence that, that I can generate um, different videos for or a show, anything. So I'm open-minded and keen to, to explore as many avenues as, as is possible. Mm-hmm. Well, Maddie, I do think we're going to be seeing a lot of you, um, especially, you know, I've always joked, but if you get the gays with you, they're all, you're going to be famous forever. Cause they're not going to go. <laughs> they don't go unless you piss them off. They're not going to leave you. So you'll at least have somewhat of a fan base for a while. <laughs> well, I love that. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really do appreciate it. No worries at all. We'll have to do it again. You're hungry, right? I mean, I know, me too. I'm always hungry. (laughs) Let me know what you thought of today's episode. I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. And you know what to do. Leave a little rating and review. And for the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. And subscribe to my newsletter for the culture. Seriously, guys, there are so many fun things coming in 2024. I'm so excited. So definitely keep listening. A lot of fun new things coming down the way really soon. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day. (laughs) 